Welcome back to Don't Look Under the Bed. And for those of you joining us for the first time, welcome in. We hope that you will subscribe, share, and review the show. Our guest this week is Jen Salerno, host of The Room Block Podcast and owner of JTS Connect, where she partners with organizations to MC, moderate, and facilitate to create connection, encourage engagement, and build a sense of community among your team, audience, and customers. Jen is also our network mate on Hospitality FM, a podcast network dedicated to bringing the best in hospitality-focused podcasts to those in and around the industry. Enjoy the show. Absolutely. Okay, well, so... I started my hospitality journey not knowing that it was going to be journey in hospitality, which I think a lot of us started off that way. Yeah, uh, I did not go to school for hospitality. I started at the Palmer House Hilton. Mm, yes, we're very familiar with the big house. Yes. yes. Oh, you are. <laughs> yes, yes, we both worked for Hilton. Yeah. So yeah, yeah we did lots nice. of lots of events there. Yeah. Oh, love it. Love yes. it. Well, it's beautiful. It is, yeah, it's a great property and what what a cool place to start your career in hospitality. It's probably what, you know, pulled me in. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, wait a minute. I go up into the lobby and I'm like, oh, wait, I'm going to be working in this place. Yeah. <laughs> this is gorgeous, right? Yeah. The best so, feeling. Yeah. So I, I stayed there for a few years and after concierge realized that there was a, actually this whole massive career to be had in hotels. And again, just having not gone to school for it, it's just something that I did not realize was possible. So I uh, went from, from the concierge desk up to convention services and uh, that opened my eyes to just the, yeah. the, all the next steps. I yeah. did some convention bureau work at Chu Chicago. Uh, eventually went back to hotels to do sales, which I know you're both in sales. And at the time I was like, I will never do sales. Never, <laughs> never. Sales is the enemy. <laughs> That's right. I've, I've talked about that um, yeah. on other, other yeah. shows and that yeah. kind of thing. But yeah. I, I said, I have to learn this process. And I am sure. so glad that I did. Yeah. So yeah. tell us what is your like trepidation about the sales discipline? Mm. <laughs> well, when you're in the convention services department or event services, right? You know, they say... They sell the dream. We service the nightmare. Um, it, it was, and I mean, no disrespect because I know that's not true. Uh, but at the time, it was just, it felt very challenging, right? Yeah. And just when you're on the receiving end of mm-hmm. a hotel contract yeah. um, that maybe was signed, who knows, you know, many, right. Many Three, four earlier. people back. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's no one's true. there to answer questions about mm-hmm. what, what was, what does this mean? And yeah. sometimes you just have to make the impossible possible mm. and um and we did right yeah that's absolutely. one thing I learned in convention services was that like well no matter what if this is going to work out because it has to it has there's to. no choice somehow <laughs> it's going to work out so mm-hmm. that was good to for those reasons you were like okay I don't want to be that guy well, selling that much. yeah you're like it, yeah it just yeah. didn't seem appealing I'm like I right. just don't think that's for me yeah but then I no realized, I get it yeah but then I realized it was something, a skill that, you know, I try to, I try to find those skills that are uncomfortable mm-hmm. and then say, well, maybe this is why I should learn it. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. That's, that's so funny. I was just having a conversation with somebody earlier today and I was like, it's, it's okay. Everybody hates sales. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Let's just keep (laughs) it moving. (laughs) I'm not upset. Sales. I didn't know people felt that way. Everybody hates sales, but let's keep it going. Right. (laughs) I mean, I know people have a certain yeah, I guess they do hate sales. I mean, it's a visceral reaction because no. it's like kind of like like Kyle Allison will say, you know, the 501 club, you know, the Crystal Castle. It's like you're there nine to five, you know, you're in the restaurant eating and you're having cocktails and you're traveling and attending all these events. And it's like, uh, yeah, that's what I signed up for. <laughs> you and you can do the same thing, you know? I think people might feel that way about sales because they're jealous, right? I mean, but yeah. who doesn't want to be yeah. entertaining clients? Yeah. And I mean, it, it's fun. Have to yeah. it. It's, it's I thought, time. yeah, that's why, that's why I got into sales, you know, obviously for selfish reasons, because I am operations at heart. I loved, love, loved um, working on the floor, you know, like mm-hmm. delivering the dream and yes. uh, being in convention service and uh, being there during the holiday parties and the seven day program, you know, the load in and the load out. I loved all that stuff, but there was a price to pay for that being there and being, yeah. you know, who wants to be there 14 hours a day? Not me. Right. So for those reasons, I was like, okay, I need to do something different. So yeah, but let's talk about you, Jen. So <laughs> you um, you worked in the hotels, convention bureau. Um, yeah, back to hotels mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, to, yeah, to do the whole sales mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. And um, the last hotel that I worked at was the Sheridan Chicago Hotel okay. Towers, which mm-hmm. now is called the Sheridan Grand. Mm-hmm. Um, but my role there was part of the sales team, but it was really focused on citywide conventions. Okay. And that's a really big part of my story because um, that really fed into my next step. But Mm -hmm. yeah, citywide conventions is really what I was living and breathing for the time that I was at the Sheridan. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't actually selling the citywide conventions for the hotel, but I was, I was a one woman department. Actually, it was the only position in Starwood that held this role. Wow. It was basically designed to optimize and maximize the city citywide room blocks during our previous recession period okay. in the United States. So this mm-hmm. was in the like 09, uh, 10, 11 yeah. time frame. Wow. Okay. So I worked really closely with all the housing bureaus to try mm-hmm. to make sure we were prominently displayed on the websites and that mm-hmm. we were offering the best rates or the best value, maybe some packages for the exhibitors. We were my job was to try to fill those room blocks any way okay. that I could. Yeah. I wasn't trying to book rooms around the block. I was trying to fill the existing blocks that, we sure. had, that again, had been signed five, mm-hmm. six years prior. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's a big hotel. So they, you know, the blocks of a thousand rooms and it's like, there's no way these are going to mm-hmm. fill, but then you also want to be a good hotel partner and you don't want to release right. the blocks. Right. Unless, right. You know, yeah. and, and, and you've got your customer who signed them and like, well, we don't we don't want you to release them. We think we might need them, but we don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. It was just a, a dicey time, right? Yeah. So that was my position there. And then yeah. um, because because I was so closely tied into the whole citywide world and um, housing bureaus, then I did go eventually work for a housing bureau. And that is where I spent the last 
seven years of my okay. hospitality career mm-hmm. uh, at on peak doing yeah yeah contracting wow I'm sure we've worked together at some point because when I was downtown Houston um we uh on peak was the provider for a lot of the a lot yeah. of the blocks that we had come in coming oh, in so yeah yeah so we were doing lots of um lots of reviews we we're doing lots of history requests all that good <laughs> stuff yeah. yeah so well good so you did that and now you've transitioned to your own business and so talk about that transition or transition that they used to call it a pivot back then I don't know if they still use (laughs) that word we're not supposed to use that word anymore I know I know (laughs) okay Barry pivot yeah well I'll tell you so when I was um still at on peak so what I, I started off in we formed when I started there it was 2013 we formed the hotel industry relations department so I was uh, one of the first outside people to come in and be a hotel industry relations manager. And that's what we call basically the contracting services team. Uh, the last three years of my time there, I was uh, director of that department overseeing the team. So I loved that. I probably would have retired there. <laughs> frankly. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, all right, I don't know. That's, that's still many years down the road. I, I don't know if I can really claim that, but I mean, I did love that job. I mean, yeah. it was my first time um, overseeing a team. It was mm-hmm. a great opportunity to do that amongst a company and team members that I was growing with. So it was like a comfortable way to sure. step into a very scary role. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I went from having no direct reports ever to having 10 or 11. It was just mm-hmm. like very intense. Yeah. Um, but fun. Yeah. So that's what I was doing. And, and so the reason for the shift was yeah. so, you know of course the pandemic yeah so, absolutely uh, I, at the time uh, our whole department was um basically eliminated or put mm-hmm. on pause um, yeah put on pause first and eventually eliminated and then um so I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do but I did know that I didn't want to leave the industry yeah right mm-hmm. so I, I said I what else like I don't know what else I would do you know and um so that's why I started the podcast. I started yeah. the Room Block podcast mm-hmm. at, at that the following summer. It was in June or July of 2020. And the reason for that was just because I said, I can't just sit here and wait. And, and I don't want to go on and move on. So like mm-hmm. I, this is my way to stay connected to the industry, use up some of this like weird energy that I have from whatever was going on. You know, mm-hmm. it's an uncomfortable time, right? Yeah. So and I never not worked never so it was very difficult to wrap my mind around who am I what am I doing yeah like what's my identity it was so tied into the job oh my gosh right so so starting the podcast was a way to cope with that and um and it also was serving a little seed in the back of my head and that was the fact that I secretly always wanted to be a, a speaker <laughs> a ah. or um you know just to be on stage with a microphone leading conversations I there was a few opportunities that I had throughout my career to see people in those positions and not like yes keynote speakers are amazing I love watching them um but it was really more like the, the facilitators the, the the conversation facilitators um 
David Kleiman in particular, I don't know if you know that name, but um, he was facilitating an, an event that I had been at, at the Wynn Las Vegas okay. at some point. And I just thought it was the coolest thing, you mm-hmm. know, just leading a group of maybe 50 uh, event professionals um, and just having you know, just this weekend of education and connection and you're just guiding the group through this process. And I was like, that is like really cool. So starting the room block was a way for me to practice oh. moderating <laughs> conversations. <laughs> right? Oh, that's so, very cool. Yeah. 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 So it was, it was serving a whole bunch of little needs that I had um, at the time. That's very cool. I have a newfound respect for anyone <laughs> that stands in front of a group to facilitate, to moderate, to host, to MC. Um, well, I, saw I never. You, you both just did it, didn't you? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> I mean, I am like so impressed that you both got to do that. How cool was it? Was it amazing? It was. It really was. Yeah. And um, I I had so much angst. And, you know, it worked out, like you said, because it has to, it has um, to work out. But and, when, but when Nikki I, told me and I was like, <laughs> I'm like, we're not speakers. We're, you know, we're behind but the curtain. Are, are we? I guess we, yeah, we are. Yeah. We are. Yeah. I'm claiming it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, last, that. last Wednesday said we were. Last, <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. But it was good. And I have a, like I, I said. Yeah, a, a I just never, I just never, um, I mean, I enjoy a good facilitator because being able to engage people and, you know, sometimes it's two hours, two and a half, three hours mm-hmm. to people that can really engage people and keep the conversation moving mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. going like that's a skill. Yeah. And yes. even with us and um, our, I call it our gig, our hosting gig. <laughs> <laughs> Just the amount of preparation, you know, that has, that goes into that. And I thought, okay, you know, we're doing one thing, but I could only imagine if we were presenting on some subject or content, what would happen? Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. I mean, I have a lot of respect for people that are professional presenters because Mm -hmm. you do, you put a lot of yourself into that. Yeah. Yeah. It's I true. mean, we had fun. We had a good, it, for us, it worked out. Yeah, it was <laughs> we had fun. A great, yeah, we had it fun. Was fun. So yeah, you yeah. practiced or you used your podcast um, to kind of find your voice, if you will. Yes. Right. Okay. hundred percent. That's yeah. the best way to put it. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so good. And you have amazing guests and um, I enjoy it. Um, what do you enjoy? about it. And I mean, how has that, again, another shift to JTS Connect? Talk about that. Great question. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize how much I would enjoy it. I mean, Mm -hmm. that really was kind of like a trial. Um, I have to give my mom a lot of credit here. When I was a kid, she was the mom who every time we would go into a store with a shop, you know, go to the mall, whatever, go to the comic book store. And she would ask everybody questions. Oh. We'd be like, mom, why do you talk to everybody? Why do you ask questions all the time? She goes, the secret to a good conversation is to ask people questions, ask people questions about themselves. And like at the time we we're like, it's so embarrassing. We don't want to <laughs> be around you and do that. But now I find myself, I'm like, but it's true. 
it is true. <laughs> that is how you engage people. And I, it is enjoyable. I love learning about people so much. I love uncovering those little tidbits of information. That you're just like, wow, I had no idea or, oh, this makes sense. I find that really fun. I yeah. love connecting the dots between you know, something that's important to somebody and then what they're doing with it today. It's just, I, so going through the podcast and, and going through all these different interviews, I just found myself really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And I'm, so I expected that I would, I was correct. I did. Um, and I enjoyed the process of improving. Yeah. I remember like being so nervous, you know, before my first interview. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember I interviewed uh, one of my old general managers and uh, a, diff- a different general manager, uh, someone else that I had worked with. And it was so nerve wracking, but it ended up being really fun. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I remember thinking, I cannot wait to get to episode like, you know, 20 or 40 or 50, just to start feeling that comfort level. And now here I am, you know, I yeah. just put out 58 today. And wow. Um, wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And it's that just is so awesome. nice to, mm-hmm. to be at that point and to go, hey, like this is a, this is something new. This is a skill I've honed and developed, and um, it's just been so fun. And you yeah. guys know, um, it is fun, yeah. But running your yeah. own little business, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> it absolutely so, is. Yeah. So, um, because and so you asked about how did it go from the room block to JTS Connect? Honestly, I was just waiting for the right time to be able to say. Now I am a moderator, a professional yeah. moderator, professional mm-hmm. event MC. And now here's the thing that was really challenging about that. You can't, I, you know, when do you say you do that without doing that? Yeah. When do you, <laughs> when do you give yourself that title? How do I start a company saying, yes, I offer event MC services without actually doing that? Yeah. So Throughout the years of the couple of years of doing the podcast, I also, at the same time, was looking for any and every opportunity to get in front of a microphone, get in front of a group. Um, I, so I got uh, very heavily involved with PCMA, our local mm-hmm. chapter here, mm-hmm. and um, you know, did webinars and did live Q and A. And I reached out and I said, "Can I work for convening leaders um, and just you know for free? Just let me, yeah, let me like mm-hmm. get on camera, get on." ask your speakers questions, just put myself in that position so I could develop some cred and get some practice and eventually crown myself an event MC (laughs) and moderator. And now I can proudly say that I have been hired to do it several times and gotten paid to do it. And I you know, feel like I improve every single time. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a great story. Oh, it is. Wow. Good for you. Come on now. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I love seeing people, um, like figure out what they want to do and then do it. It's I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do when I grow up. I have no idea. I have no I idea what okay. I want to do. I think you can change your mind a million times. <sighs> I, that's, yeah. that's what I'm coming to realize. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. So you are, um, event moderator, speaker, MC host all this stuff for hire and you've joined like the speakers 
what is like, there, the bureau that's what i was going to say the associ- bureau association and so now people can come and find you and um that's amazing yes. good for you good yeah, so I, I, i'm i partner with a as a group called conferencemcs.com um, okay I, somebody and again you know that power of LinkedIn, I tell you, I mean, you know, through somebody that I met on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. um, introduced me to this woman named Samantha Allen, who started this conference MCs.com. So yes, it's a MC network. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So it's specifically for MCs, because it is a different skill, yeah. a different group mm-hmm. of people than yeah. your keynote speaker bureau, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I wouldn't uh, keynote speak someday like that sure that would be amazing right yeah. I just have mm-hmm. to develop you know what's my topic all yeah stuff. keynote speaker it, once, and so then TED talk fun. yes <laughs> someday maybe someday. <laughs> someday I like coming it. soon coming be soon coming um, soon yeah but, oh that's very cool yeah thank you LinkedIn for so many people I mean I, I'm thinking about it like almost everybody we talk to we touch on some point of LinkedIn in some mm-hmm. way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, I mean, it just really says a lot about LinkedIn, how so many people get so many different things from it. Like it, mm-hmm. it's so cool. And then you learn new stuff, you know, yeah. like, oh, I, I didn't realize you could use it that way or, mm-hmm. oh, look at this. That, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah it, it does have, it's a powerful tool. It um, is. And I didn't, ever realized how powerful it was when I was still employed mm-hmm. um, by my old company right I mean I'd be like oh, I get LinkedIn requests I don't really pay attention like whatever right. but um, I think that's a mistake because I know a lot of people think about it as a job seeking platform and I know it is but it's so much more it's I mean, so much more it's yeah. so much more yeah. it yeah it definitely I love the way you can just and Robin and I go back and forth on this how you can just drop up in somebody's inbox and sometimes they will respond. Sometimes they don't, but it kind of puts everybody at that same level. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not, you don't have the yellow pages out trying to find this person, but you can put their name on LinkedIn and be like, Hey, you know, yeah. Quick 30 characters. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's accessible. So yeah, exactly. That's so true. Um, well, I was going to ask you both, speaking of LinkedIn, like, have you ever done like a LinkedIn live or anything like that? I feel like that's my next. We have not. Generation. No. Um, <laughs> like I said, we're going to graduate to video at some point. Um, we've done like maybe one or two IG lives. Okay. <laughs> so we're scary. Was it fun? Uh, it was, we did it for our anniversary, our one year anniversary, I think. Yeah, it was, was the one year. Mm-hmm. And um, okay. it was fun. <laughs> I mean, we did like three, four minutes. <laughs> Nothing significant, but just like, I, I don't know. We will. We'll get one there. One day we will. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think but let's, uh, let's, I see people doing it all the time. Yes. I Yes. We do need accountability partners. Let me write that down. Uh, LinkedIn. <laughs> lives (laughs) yeah it's just so ig live yeah or even like uh like i have a friend she's always on tiktok with her business and Mm -hmm. i'll get a thing that she's doing a live so i'll pop on and she'll like see me because she's Mm -hmm. watching the screen Mm -hmm. and she'll be like nikki is that you that's that's really and i'm like okay she can't see me 
but mm-hmm. I'm like typing back to her, mm-hmm. like, Hey, I just thought I'd pop on and, you know, yeah. see what you're talking support. about. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm just here to support you. I'm proud of you. And then just kind of let it go. So yeah. you got to be comfortable with it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So Jen, we'll be looking for you on LinkedIn live mm-hmm. soon. <laughs> <laughs> so right, let's let talk about, um, I saw a post recently on IG, um, with you being kissed by the sun and just enjoying a day, you know, with your family. And it was something to the effect that, you know, this quarter is over and you would never, uh, you know, you would not have this opportunity if you were in that same job. Talk about that and and the work-life balance and what you have created for yourself. That's a big, a big thing. It's a big part of my life right now that Mm -hmm. I'm realizing and like leaning into yet um, I have to acknowledge the fact that I still have challenges with this new quote unquote uh, identity yeah right so before I've been a mom I I have two children eight and ten and um I would say that before you know, I was always working out of the house mom. And yeah, there were a few days a week that I was remote, but like it, it didn't, I mean, it was, I was in my basement in the office, you yeah. know, like working, working, working. It wasn't like I was doing, um, you know, stuff back and forth with the kids. Like it was pretty legit. Um, then there was the pandemic and I was home and like basically a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. and helping them with school like really helping them with school because mm-hmm. they were doing it in the house yeah <laughs> and yeah. all that stuff and then and that was a whole different challenge and then now I'm working at home trying to grow this business and a stay-at-home mom at the same time right so like a working at home mom I don't know I guess my point is it's just all these different hats um, that I've been wearing over the last few years it's it's so wonderful. Like all of them are such great teachers. They've mm-hmm. all been so, um, such blessings in their own way. Mm-hmm. Um, I am really grateful to have the diversity in my day that I do now. Yeah, um, I just feel like everything is, you know, I'll get up, do a little bit of work, then go do stuff with the kids, then come back to work, then throw in some laundry. I mean, it's just like all day long, I am mm-hmm. shifting around with all these different like hats and roles. And you know, right before this call, like I said, I went to a yoga class in the mm-hmm. middle of the day, right? Um, mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, it's it's really nice. It yeah. feels like freedom. Flexibility, um, yeah. Flexibility. Mm-hmm. I think it will feel a little more exciting when I um, <laughs> start to have a little more, or it will probably feel different when I start to have a little more consistent work. Yeah, um, sure. Because it's right. still ramping up, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe uh, when we revisit this, <laughs> we can revisit this conversation in six to twelve months and mm-hmm. see what I say then. But um, it's it's challenging at yeah. the same time. So, like while there's flexibility, yes, this unstructured time, uh, unstructured schedule. It's like every day I'm trying something new. Yeah, I feel like. So it's amazing. And I, and I am so happy about the gift that I have for this additional time. And it's mm-hmm. so funny because my kids used to be so used to me being gone. Yeah. Like, and now if they were apart for a few hours, my daughter is like texting me on my 
she's with my mom today and she's texting me she's like mommy I miss you and I'm like, no, I'll, I'll see you in a little bit like I always see you all the time yeah. every day mm-hmm. but now she's used to it right yeah mm-hmm. so um yeah it's it's awesome I, yeah. I love it but it, it has its own set of challenges mm-hmm. yeah for sure yeah that's that's interesting I think I think the pandemic and you know it it gave us all that time that we didn't know that we were missing, yes. you know? And like I, in the beginning, I would just be like, I can't believe how much time I used to spend at work. Oh, but like, I, I was just like, I cannot believe, how, you know, just, uh. and, and, you know, that was something I have kids. I was like, I'm never gonna, like, I'm gonna have a cutoff. Like when I need to take a day, I'm taking a day. When I need to, you know, not be, bad out of hell driving down the freeway to get to them I'm not doing that anymore so I think it just changed a lot of things for Mm -hmm. it it changed Mm -hmm. your priorities absolutely yeah 100% it was nothing for me to stay at work until 6 30 or 7 at night I'm just like my husband's got it he's got it he's Mm -hmm. he's with the kids like Mm -hmm. they don't need me home I need to be here I need to be here. Like, I mean, it was just like, why did I think I was so important? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it was, a, it was a weird priority, um, you know, at the time. And and maybe, you know, it's you're also thinking, well, I'm getting, you know, paid a mm-hmm. director's salary to, to be here and to do yeah. my job. And I would, took it very, very seriously. Yeah. Right. But we, I mean, we all did. And it's like, yeah they're paying me this money and I need to, I have a job to do and yeah, it'll be here the next day, but I, let me just finish this one thing. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, tomorrow <laughs> something else starts, you know? Yeah. And you um, know, right. If you don't finish that one thing, mm-hmm. then you might be set up, you know, yeah. poorly for the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, but Nikki, I mean, you hit it on the head. Now it's just a matter of drawing these boundaries, boundaries where yeah you say, okay, like, I'm just, I'm not going to put myself in that position anymore where I'm rushing, rushing, rushing around. Like, why, why do that to ourselves? Yeah. Like there there has to be more of a balance. It's, it's yeah, absolutely. So I have one last question and kind of ties in with all of this, you know, cause we're really at an inflection point in the industry right now. And we're kind of like all over the place. You have people that have left the industry voluntary, voluntarily, some not, um, some coming back, some don't want to come back. I mean, what are your thoughts? Like, obviously, we're, Nikki and I are still in the hotels on property, and I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. But I want people to come back, but I don't know who needs to blow the whistle and say, hey, you know, or shake somebody, something, something needs to happen. I don't know what, I don't know who, I don't know how, but the guests that we have in the hotel, they're, they're different. (laughs) They're a different breed (laughs) in in a lot of our markets. And then of course the associates, um, you know, people are just all over the place. Some are happy, some are not. Um, some people like, like I said, are just would prefer not to come back and would just not want to work at all. Any thoughts about 
where we are as an industry? I've been thinking about this and I'm wondering, you know, why it is that some people don't want to come back into hotels. And I mean, I know that there's a variety of factors, right? Like the one obvious one might be that some people just still don't feel like safe enough maybe, or um, I don't know if that's still a factor anymore, but are just the, the thought of going in every day. I'm just saying like, if I go to a restaurant, mm-hmm. uh, a fast food restaurant, anything, I mean, all the workers, they're still wearing masks. Yeah. They're still being put through a rigorous you know, cleanliness, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, standards and all like, it's, it's a lot harder yeah. today. And it always was mm. hard and it's even harder now. Right. Yeah. So I think that might be part of it. Um, and then just the people who want the flexibility of, of having some kind of ability to be home and you know, these yeah. jobs, these hospitality jobs, like there's, unless you are working in a, a sales department and I actually, I don't even know. I mean, if mm-hmm. you two have the ability to work from home on occasion or not, no. um, or if you're on, are you on property every day mm-hmm. now? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, in it. So I think you have a lot of people who just say like, I don't want to have to do yeah. that anymore. Um, and they don't want to have to work 12 hour days anymore, you know? And right. It, so I think, I think though, because yeah. it's a great industry. It is. I mean, I think it's unfortunate, but it's like, cause when people left, I mean, they left like, when when they were started laying people off, mm-hmm. the whole departments were laid off. Mm-hmm. You know, my hotel that I was in, there were eight of us left standing. Eight wow. of us running the yeah. building, running yeah. the hotel, running the building. And I think people, it it all ended so abruptly yeah. that they actually had a minute to say, wait a minute, I'm standing at this desk like 10 hours covering a shift for somebody not showing up. I can go over here and do the, you know, and do that. And yeah. I think people just found other, other things and they just moved on. Yeah. They must've, but, yeah. you know, and so with all this talk, you know, all the negatives, if you will, it's, it's very easy to, to pick out all these negatives of, yeah. of this industry because it is, it is hard. Then I had an episode um, with a gentleman and he's a general manager and his name is Neil DeGia. And he uh, is a general manager at a, at a, a canopy by Hilton and uh, Hilton Garden in a combo property mm-hmm. here in downtown mm-hmm. Chicago. Is that the new one by the, the Navy Pier? It's by Willis or, Tower. Oh, okay. Okay. Former, former okay. Tower. I, I, I think I remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was such a refreshing conversation. Yeah. He reminded me and hopefully listeners as well of all the major benefits that actually come from working in hospitality, you know, that, that team camaraderie. And I've talked about this with Kyle Ellison and Greg Fergoso before mm-hmm, too. Like mm-hmm. I've never had a job where I've had that camaraderie that you have when you're working on property. Yeah. With yeah. Your team Cause you're in the trenches and like, I just, I, I miss that. Yeah. You know, I miss that. And um, there's, there are a lot of benefits, you know, the, the whole, the fact that you, you can get, you know, a uniform to wear and you can have, you know, the cafeteria in the hotel, your meals are taken care of at some properties and that kind of thing. And the benefits are good. You have the hotel Mm -hmm. discounts and stays and all those things. So 
um, it was a good reminder of like, you know, yeah. like there are a lot of ways that people are taken care of in this yeah. industry too. Oh yeah. And that's what we try to impress upon people. I mean, there are so many disciplines to choose from and so many areas of growth. If you don't want to do sales and catering, you can do IT, you can do HR, you can do accounting, right. um, you can do social media. That's like a whole position now. Um, you can do, you know, front desk. Um, there, yeah. So totally resort golf. I mean, there, there's all the, there's all the so different, many positions. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when I hear those types of things, it just makes me sad, but I, mm-hmm. I appreciate you reminding us of the benefits. Cause that's why we're still here, you know, because right. we enjoy, you know, we enjoy what we do and providing solutions for the clients. And I would say that, you yeah. know, there are probably some hotels that are better to work for than others. Yeah. There's going to be good management teams and maybe not so great management teams, but like there's so many options, right? Yeah, like, it's so true. If, if there really working, are. Yeah. Just say, hey, forget the whole right, industry. Right. It's like, well, then go, go change your brand to go to a different. Yeah. Company. Yeah. You could yeah. be limited service. You could be select service, yeah, full service yeah, resort. Yeah. There's so, yeah. so, so many things. Well, Jen, thanks for bringing us back around. I didn't mean to dampen the uh, <laughs> dampen the mood. Thanks for bringing no, us back up. Hospitality strong. Things. Hello. <laughs> yes. Forever, forever. Oh, I love it. that's right. <laughs> so, Jen, where can people find you? Oh, thanks for asking. All right. Well, I have a couple of websites going now. I'm so happy to say that. Um, that's so awesome. The podcast can be found at roomblockpodcast.com. And my event MC moderation services can be found at jtsconnect.com. And I'm also on LinkedIn and I have a company page. I have a personal page and each of those have a company page as well. So I try to keep those all updated. <laughs> Excellent. Any final thoughts for our listeners? Something that I may not have asked that you want to share? Well, I just want to say that I'm so happy to have this conversation with you both after listening to some of your previous episodes, I had a feeling, and I think I'm right, that we are all on the same page as far as this industry, as far as why it's such a wonderful place. And I think that we all see the same things that are important as as far as how to improve it. Mm -hmm. I think I've heard you talk before about the importance of all departments working together, the Mm -hmm. importance of everyone appreciating what everyone does in the industry. And that's such a big part of what I talk about at my show. Um, That's a big reason that I have it. And um, just the whole idea of staying connected to not only your team members, but your different departments and the different roles throughout the industry, not just in hotels, but also in all facets that make up this massive industry that we have. Mm -hmm. So um, they just are all so important to each other and also relying on each other. And so I just want to say that um, it's lovely to be with like-minded people on a podcast episode. So thank you for having me. Thank you. We're going to end it there. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Don't Look Under the Bed. We appreciate your support of the show. Please subscribe, share, and leave a review. 
you.